Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> you want me to show you my screenshot? <laughs> I don't want to see the, I don't want to see the uh, hentai on your fucking computer. No, Rich. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday. I am so happy all of you could join us. Max, are you getting my messages? No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't read your emails. <laughs> I don't read your messages. I, don't, I honestly, I don't even know how I show up every day. I just, you don't give me any information on how to do the show. You never communicate anything to me. So, I, I it's it's a miracle that I'm on this show every day. I, I'm starting to get the message. I'm getting the subtle message that you don't want me around here anymore. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that Panther, Panther, uh, he hooks me up with the with the, the links to the show. And, and he tells me when to show up because Panther wants me around here because he loves me. He doesn't want to say it, but he loves me. I do. I do love Max. I, apparently, he's the only guy I can get to follow me on some of my picks. Or maybe I follow him. He goes first. I don't know. But. Are you ready to jump on that Astros train yet? No. Just no, curious. No. Um, I, I bet the Astros won for series and I lost. I don't, you <laughs> know, least, going for me. <laughs> hey, at least you get emails. He never emails me. So I you know, I get the the messenger stuff and whatever, but I don't I don't get any emails from Art, so I'm I must be the, the black sheep. Rich, do you get any emails? I didn't get any emails today. I thought maybe, well, I, I, I got kicked off the show. Maybe they did some like background <laughs> research on me or something. Here's the foot. Here's the ass. Adios. God, if we did criminal background checks or drug tests on this show, we wouldn't have a show anymore. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm clean as a whistle, baby. I got stuff expunged before a couple of years ago. You're a Canadian now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> Anything you did in the States doesn't matter anymore. He's so clean, he had, he had to run he had for the border. To, he had to pass the back, yeah, he had to pass the background to get across anyway. So. Yeah, let me tell you, the FBI does not do a very good job. <laughs> I mean, when you're crossing the border with, with hard drives filled with porn, I mean, isn't, isn't that a federal offense? Yeah, or apparently I, I had my copy of August Underground too, Max. That would have... <laughs> Uh, it's an old school reference for uh, yeah for nobody um, for nobody no, literally nobody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess the question on everyone's mind is: What kind of illegal surveillance are the Braves pulling out against Kershaw, Max? Well, it, it's not garbage can lids that that they're banging. Um, it must be uh, finger snaps. And yeah, maybe, maybe I mean, because there's no fans in the stand, so you can hear a. Right. Oh, I mean, it's true. Yeah. There you go. Uh, 
Man, you know, as soon as Rich posted that stat over at the uh, the website, I was like, man, Kershaw's doomed, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Is you know, yeah, you, you can take any stat you want. Regular season, he's you know uh, Kershaw against the Braves, and then playoff Kershaw. It, it's just the counter jinx to anything. Like the, the you know the, the man can uh, like he's throwing seventeen no hitters against this team, and then Ker, you know playoff Kershaw shows up and, and gets shelled for twelve runs. I mean that's just how it goes with with playoff Kershaw. Panther. Yeah, it's I, I, I spent a little bit of time a couple of days ago railing on him for being a no-show, um, back spasms and whatever. And But, you know, he, he's had decent playoff games, um, but only when it doesn't matter. But when their back's against the wall, when they need him, when they need a big-game pitcher to step up, Kershaw's not the guy. I hope nobody ever makes a Peyton Manning reference like he's a great regular season pitcher because Peyton Manning at least won a couple Super Bowls. Uh, one, he was kind of helped with the defense, but I don't know if Kershaw's ever going to get his ring. He's running out of time. Yeah, he's running out of time and and certainly running out of uh, excuses as well. I mean, he's on arguably the better team, but not this, not in this series, that's for sure. You know, it seemed like there was an error, I think, in that inning, and then all hell broke loose for him. Like, he couldn't handle the the mistake his teammates made. And then from there, it seemed like the Dodgers just threw up their shoulders and said, as a team, we quit, at least for that game. It's what it looked like to me. Yeah, it didn't look good. I wouldn't say Peyton Manning. I I think a more apt reference might be Fran Tarkington. Ugh. You yeah. know, four Super Bowls, no wins. Yeah, and everybody listening is like, "Who's he?" Yeah, yeah I know exactly. I know. Yeah, look Can him up a little bit, a little bit, a little Jim bit forward. Maybe go Jim Kelly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so Jim Kelly. There you go. A little bit. Uh, you know, the, the interesting thing is, do you remember Zach Granke was a Dodger, right? Mm-hmm. He did Dodger stint, and in and he wasn't the head case on that team. Apparently, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's something that he's got to be proud of. He's like, man, I was teamed up with Kershaw, and I, I was actually the normal one there. <laughs> oh man. All right, Dodgers are up against the wall. We don't have a line here, so we can at all. We don't even have just starting pitchers, I guess. We have one starting pitcher. Oh, do we? we? Okay. Yeah, we know he's going to start for the Dodgers. It's going to be Dustin May. He's he's going to start today uh, for Atlanta. It does look like it's going to be a bullpen game for them uh, because they're going to save Max Fried for uh, the game six if needed. But Kyle Wright, who kind of got shellacked in game three. Uh, is available. So um, I think it's going to be a, a pitcher by committee today for, for the Braves. I think Kyle Wright's going to see some action. Um, don't know exactly who's going to be the opener for for them. But uh, yeah, Dodgers, man, uh, put, putting it uh, on uh, on Dustin May's shoulders. So <laughs> good luck with that, guys. Mm. Well, they, might, yeah. they, might be, they might be okay because uh, if I'm Mookie Betts and Bellinger and those guys, I'm licking my chops. If I get another shot at Kyle Wright, um, maybe can get another record-setting performance. But uh, that was uh, incredibly dismal what Kyle Wright did in the first inning uh, a couple games ago. So uh, maybe the Braves are a little hesitant to put him in there. I'd be shocked if he's the starter. But he only went one inning, so he's definitely got plenty of innings and pitches left in him. Braves can afford this because even with the 3-1, they haven't had to use – Freed or Anderson, they can save them back for six and seven. I expect this to be a pretty chalky game um, for the Dodgers. I'll probably be leaning them, uh, but you know you can't bet them if it's going to be anywhere near a two hundred line. 
it's not going to be. No, it can't be. No, I mean, it was only 200 yesterday because of Kershaw. Like, it's, I, I, I imagine if the Dodgers are favored in this game, which they, they probably should be, minus 130. 140 is the ceiling, right? 140 is definitely the ceiling. It's it's, it's in the 130, 135 range, I'd say. Rich, what's your read? I think it'll probably be in that same range. It's hard to – I mean, Atlanta's outplayed them. I think Vegas would probably be a little bit worried that if they go ahead and make the Braves a big big underdog again, that all the money is going to come pouring in on them and they're going to be on the wrong side of that bet. So – I'd expect it to be probably the the best odds you're going to get on the Dodgers in the entire series so far, and quite frankly, I'm you know I I was on the Dodgers train and I don't like that when it looks to me like professional athletes give up and it just looked like yesterday when they you know when it was two to one everything came unglued and it just looked to me like they just gave up and I don't like that at all. Simple throws from third base to to first you know to the to the first base. Are, are not even being made now mm-hmm. it, yeah it just looks like yeah it looks like the dodgers have a we've been here before kind of feel to them yeah like they well, just pinned their hopes on yesterday and you know we're going to get back in this series with kershaw and then the next thing you know they're they're looking at 10 runs on him and thinking that was supposed to be the other way around mm. maybe that's what they need is guys like dustin may and tony gonsling um to step up because they weren't part of those uh, failures before um they, you know Last year, I think they pitched a little, but they weren't part of the rotation because you still had Rich Hill and Ryu. Um, but so, you know, I, I, look, I think Dustin May and the Dodgers with their backs against the wall can probably get it done tonight. Uh, and I, look, if it's minus 135, I'm going to jump all over it. But after that, I think the series goes to the Braves, whether it's Max Fried or Ian Anderson. I don't think the Dodgers can come back and win the series. I have an idea for the Dodgers, though. Maybe like the Lakers, they can get Magic Johnson to quit before the season starts and then they'll win. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's shift gears to a game we actually know the line. We got Houston, Tampa Bay. Uh, Houston opened up plus 119. They're plus 124 now. Yeah, Astra's still alive. I have a chance to push this series to seven. Uh, Panthers game five predicted starters will actually be game six's actual starters. Framber Valdez takes on Blake Snell today. Uh, Valdez, man, he's been pretty solid in the playoffs. Pitches well against a lefty dominant lineup. Um, Snell, of course, got the win in game one. But historically, man, the Astros have hit him hard. Uh, He needs to be careful. He can't be too comfortable out there. His walks have increased lately, which is concerning because you don't want to give base runners to Houston. Granted, the Astros have left so many people on base in this series that maybe giving them base runners won't make a difference. But uh, that that's one of those uh, positive regression things. You, it's just bound to happen. You put people on base and your name is not the Mets, then they're eventually going to score. So you don't want to uh, walk a lot of people today if, if you're Snell. For Tampa, I, they, they struggle against sinker ball pitchers like Valdez. Uh, they managed only four hits against him in game one. But if Valdez is struggling with his sinker and he's got to rely more on his curveball, uh, I think Tampa can hit him. Uh, they, you know, uh, he, he needs to be sharp today. He needs to be on top of his game. He's got to pitch a hell of a game. Because if not, I think that Tampa lineup can jump all over him. I think they need to be patient. I think they need to let Valdez throw the ball a lot, get him to a high pitch count, because that that Astros bullpen's a bit gassed. If you can get him out by the fourth inning, maybe the early fifth inning, you know, four plus, hmm. I think they have a chance of of really 
jumping ahead at that point in time. Uh, you know, I've been wrong on this series the last three games. I'm I'm not changing course today. I'm I'm going to take Tampa to finally close it out and bet the Rays. Yeah, the one thing about that bullpen game yesterday I, I don't like is because you know you touched on it. If Valdez doesn't go deep, um, the Astros bullpen's been pretty much taxed. Uh, the the other flip side of the coin is the hitters are not intimidated by this. Um, perceived idea that the Rays have this great pitching staff and great bullpen. We've touted them all season long. We love them. They're they're this and that and everything, and they really are. But the Astros are not intimidated at all. These scores could be a lot worse because, like Max said, they're leaving a lot of guys on base, and, and they're still clobbering the hell out of the ball, hitting home runs, um, whether it's a starter or at the end of the game with Carlos Correa with his walk-off. Uh, that's where I'm coming back. That the Astros have flat out hit the Rays. Even in the losses, they were out hitting the Rays. They just couldn't get the runs across the plate. This thing is going to game seven. All right. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, I think when you're looking at this game, as far as the lines are concerned, I'm getting a. 115 and one minus 136 at DraftKings. And according to my models, you're getting, you're paying just about right for both teams um, based upon their, their run differentials and power rankings and so forth. I got to give the slight edge to Tampa because I think they have a feeling like this is do or die for them. There's not any pressure on them today, at least not as much as there'll be if it goes to a game seven. So I'm with Max. I'm going to go down with the ship. And, and bet Tampa again. Yeah, I want to bet Tampa too. If you can get them at minus one thirty-five or less, you can bet them. If it if it creeps over one thirty-five, I I show you can't bet them anymore. You got to sit this one out. Uh, but right now, I am getting that minus one thirty-five, the absolute ceiling I have. So yeah, I'm going to bet them too. I'm going to bet the race. Ooh, you're right, Rich. This is Vegas is uh, they, they're on point today. They did they did their homework. Well, yeah, they did. <laughs> they wanted to make it tough specifically on us. <laughs> Let's take a look at the total in this one. Anybody got a feel? It is eight. I have a feeling they're going to go over eight because when you see a, a, the same pitcher two times in five days, you don't have to go through the lineup two or three times, I think, to get kind of accustomed to the pitching. You know, Whereas if you're seeing a pitcher maybe once every – two or three weeks. So I'd expect the hitters to be locked on to both pitchers today and, and see a little bit more runs than you might expect to see here. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, same thing. Uh, you know, if, if, if Valdez gets chased, he can be as sharp as he wants to, but I, I do think that Tampa is just going to, you know, play the, play the patience game with him early on. Um, so I, maybe low scoring in the first few innings, I think Snell probably could get hit hard today. I'm I'm with Rich. I think the the Astros are hitting well. I think they 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 know what to expect from Snell, and um, I I could see the Astros coming out to a, a lead, probably like a you know three four nothing lead early on chasing Snell, but then it's going to get ke- catch up with them once it hits their bullpen. So uh, I, uh, eight eight seems definitely reasonable to me. All right. It's hard to predict. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're 
once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C on these kind of games um it's, it's game seven for the astros every game so uh, they can leave no stone unturned except for whoever they plan on throwing game seven if there is one um they've, they've been hitting leaving guys on base and the rays are i mean they've been struggling to score though the games that they're winning are low scoring affairs so if the rays are going to win like you guys hope um they're gonna have to score some runs so i think it's an overplay as well over eight. Okay. It looks like it might even trend down maybe to seven and a half. You know, it's minus 115 on the under. Yeah, it might get, it might get down there. Uh, I'm going to shade the under on the eight. Can't, can't follow you guys every single time. So I'll just go the under, the under eight. All right. Uh, I, I guess we should do it. Sorry, Max. This is your favorite segment here nap time yeah, there you go <laughs> all right that should be my favorite segment i'm the old man in the group nap time. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we all thought you were this morning rich was taking a nap we just yeah we just assumed you missed the alarm or something yeah, you're just hoping there was no dirt on me huh i was about to say i hope it wasn't a dirt nap you know when, oh. when rich gets to that, that age you just uh man yeah. like you know i'm worried i'm worried panther just turned you know uh, an older age and it's like man you know we have to worry about him waking up every morning. That's, yeah, I know. I mean, he's getting out of a big rig. He's before his birthday, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably up before all you guys. <laughs> I'm just worried about your hips, Panther. You got to be careful. One fall could kill you man, now. I'm telling you, man, my hips are something. <laughs> <laughs> all right, SMU Tulane first up. Southern Methodist opened up minus seven. They're minus six and a half now, Panther. Uh, seems to be everybody's little mid-major darling this year. They can score, and they score in bunches. Their defense has been slightly suspect, 
um, but not enough to really be that overly concerned. Um, six and a half, the fact that it's going down actually kind of has me mildly concerned. But look, if they want to make a run and make some noise with this whole playoff thing, which the mid-majors never will. Maybe they can get a big six bowl. Uh, they got to keep running the table and they got to be impressive. So I expect them to come out and take care of business. And uh, so I'll bet SMU here. Okay. Rich, do you want to, you got a five? Yeah, I went and looked at this game and I don't think six and a half is enough, quite honestly. You look at Tulane, they played a Houston team last time, last week that was making its first start of the season. They won the turnover battle five to nothing, including two defensive touchdowns, and still lost by double digits. I don't think SMU is going to give him the ball five times. And I, you know, SMU is playing where this is game number five. I think they're four and zero. Tulane is playing game number two. So I think Tulane is the team that's more susceptible to turnovers than, um, or Tulane's I think game number three. So I think Tulane's more susceptible to mistakes. Uh, I'm gonna I'm with Panther. I don't think six and a half is enough. I'm gonna bet SMU. I'm gonna lean Tulane plus the points. I almost got there. Almost got there that they could uh, cover, but not quite. So it's just a lean for me on Tulane. Um, the total in this one opened at sixty nine. It's sixty four and a half now. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Both these teams can score, but like like uh, Rich said. A lot of those points and benefit from that Houston game was on the defensive side of the ball with turnovers and things like that. So I tend to think this is probably going to stay on the underside. Yeah, I don't really have a feel for it. I think you can flip a coin and whatever side it comes on, take if that's what you want to do. But I'm not going to bet either side. I I think with the line coming down, looking at SMU, they're a little bit, you know, their games have been a little bit um, lower scoring than what you saw from Tulane. So if SMU wins the game, I expect it to go under. Wow, I'm going to go the over here. I think they can get there. 69, I was probably on the under. No, I was. Uh, 64 and a half, I'm going to go the over. Did you guys say that the line's getting better for SMU here? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. T word. Yeah. No. Major T word there. Like uh, the major, like a lot of money's coming in on SMU there. Yeah. So that, that's looking suspect. Mm. Scary. All right. Next up, we got BYU and Houston. Uh, BYU opened up minus four and a half. They're minus five now. Panther, you got a feel for this? Anything? Rich, take it. I'm having signal issues. Okay. Uh, I'm, you know, I looked at this game, and I think BYU is the better team. They haven't played in a long time, and Houston's only making their second start of the year. I expect that they'll make mistakes again like they did last time. I just really don't have a feel. If I was going to bet, I would lean BYU here simply because I think they're, you know, they're, they're, they're more midseason form than what you're going to see from Houston. BYU? You said they played last week. No, no, I'm saying Houston's only making their second start. And last week, as I mentioned before, they turned the ball over five times. Two of them went for touchdowns for Tulane. I expect that they're, you know, they're not going to be in midseason form. Like BYU is in midseason form. Yeah. So they should be a cleaner, sharper team. And but I just can't really get a feel for it because I don't know what to expect from Houston whatsoever. Yeah, I'm, I'm not crazy about this one either. It's another lean for me on Houston. Uh, I really wanted to take Houston or Tulane, but I couldn't quite get there. So I'm just leaning Houston plus the five. Yeah, and I think minus defensive touchdowns, BYU has not been like the 
the traditional explosive BYU offense. They seem a little bit more methodical, run, pass. You know, they can mix it up pretty well with the quarterback who uh, is likely to play in the NFL. Zach Wilson, I think is his name, completing 81% of his passes. So they're an efficient team that works their way down the field and doesn't have like the explosive big play. So I, I'm i probably leaning towards the under in that game. Oh, no. No, I'm betting the under in this game. I'm betting under 62. Houston played Tulane last week, right? Yeah, that was, that, that was yeah. the game. Right? Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, in that game too, you, you got to remember, like, uh, um, Houston, like right off the bat, uh, just it was a pick six and then a, like a fumble uh, recovery. Yeah. So I mean, they, they were playing down in that one. Um, BYU, uh, I, I think they've outscored opponents 148 to 24 in their three games. <laughs> yeah. But you know they they ran into some competition last week and they could not cover. Mm-hmm. They had a ridiculous mm-hmm. spread. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you know, geniuses like uh, somebody on the show had uh, had uh, was uh, fading BYU last week and took the under. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the the uh, the public and the money are both on BYU here, but it does seem like the sharps are on Houston. Yeah. So um, it, you know, take that as you will. I, I'm not seeing anything. You know money-wise to, to convince me one way or the other to to do that but uh just so you know yeah it's it's it seems like the sharps are coming in on houston right now yeah if i could get there if i could f- squeeze a little bit more i would definitely take houston but i can't so just a lean for me looks like sex panther is uh he fell down and he broke his hip no <laughs> <laughs> you jinxed them you jinxed them man <laughs> He would be taking B, he'd be taking BYU. Everybody, he he loves him so. He does. He's a big BYU. He's a big BYU guy. He is. He he loves those uh, religious based schools. Give him Notre Dame. Give him BYU. Holy Cross. What's going on, Panther? Man, you would think after all these years, these decades, they could build some damn cell phone towers some places. You would think. Uh. So anyway, I I got, got cut out there. We're wrapping up that uh, Houston BYU game. Um. I'm. I'm trusting Dana Holgerson at home again with the points. Uh, I like Houston, uh, so I'm. But it's I don't like them enough to bet them. This is BYU's first real test. They've kind of gotten fat over some really lesser opponents, um, and they were really unimpressive last week against San Antonio. Might be a slight overreaction there, but I'm going to lean Houston and I'm going to lean the over because I think both these teams will put up some points. Okay, got you in. All right, so that's it for college football and baseball. Max, is there what else we need to touch on? Is there anything well, else out there? I mean, Le'Veon Bell's with the Chiefs. Oh yeah, and, uh, Max and I are yeah. pissed. I'm, uh, <laughs> listen, man, I got Hilaire on my team. I, I hate that. Me too. Uh, I can't. We can't trade him now. He probably has no value. I said, you know, I, I should have traded him after week one. Like uh, <laughs> after that big week, I should have just trade Hilaire. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I, you know, I have a uh, um, Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson as my two quarterbacks. So I did manage to pull off uh, a trade. Well, um, it trades in progress to trade uh, Watson at least to get some running back depth because I'm worried because I, I got Ingram, uh, who's just sucks on 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 Baltimore. It's terrible having him in that running back by committee, and then I have Hilaire who is going to be cannibalized not just on you know receptions and 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 you know. Uh, rush attempts, but in the goal line, who are you going to trust? Hilaire or Bell? Bell's going to, he's going to vulture all those touchdowns. Um, yeah, I don't feel good about that. And then uh, the, the other news, too, is I don't know if you guys saw Ty, Ty Lu is now the coach of the Clippers. So, uh, you know, he's apparently his championship pedigree <clears throat> uh, was enough to, uh, you know, push, uh, push him to that job. 
So great. I do have yeah, a boxing match for tomorrow. Oh, we got a boxing match. If you guys want to talk about that, absolutely. Panther, you can both go to sleep. Well, the pound for pound champ, uh, Vasily Lomachenko, is fighting tomorrow night on ESPN against a young and up a comer, Teofimo Lopez. And I think that uh, when you get a chance to watch um, Lomachenko fight, you should probably tune in. And it doesn't cost anything. It'll be on ESPN. I think it's at ten o'clock around there. They're expected the the two the main card start. And you don't really see a fight like this that often where you have a champion who is willing to fight everybody, including a young up-and-coming superstar. And I think Lomachenko picked the young and upcoming superstar right now, much like Mayweather picked Canelo early in his career because he didn't want to face him in his prime. So I think Lomachenko is going to win this fight, but Teofimo just Google some of this man's knockouts. I'll put one up on the line uh, on the site a little bit later on in the day. He makes people look like cartoon silly when he knocks them out. Um, so I expect Lomachenko to stay away from his power. Lomachenko's not a one-punch kind of lightning guy. He just wears you down. And he's got great footwork. If you watch the fight, you'll hear a thousand times about how his dad made him quit boxing so he can become, you know, go take ballet classes to work on his footwork. He's got incredible footwork. Kind of like a ghost in the ring. Now you see him, now you don't. I expect him to get in, out, get in, get out, and win this fight by decision, which is minus 110, Mm -hmm. whereas the money line, just picking him to win any which way, is minus 400. So expect Lomachenko to use his technical ability. I think he's fought like 200 times in his life, lost only twice, once as a pro, once as an amateur. In and out, staying away from the kid's power because that's really the only way Themo is going to win. So I'm going to bet. Vasily Lomachenko to win by decision. I like it. Very good. Very good. I have to look him up. I, I, I don't follow boxing anymore at all. So it'll be probably time to start getting back into it. Yeah, this is, should be a really good fight, and it's free. So I, I think it's uh, if you like boxing, Lomachenko right now is considered the best fighter in the world. And this kid, Teofimo Lopez, he's going to be a champion at some day. I just don't, I mean, he is, I think a champion of a lesser belt. So they're unifying um, the belt here, but he's going to be one of the guys that you, if you kind of casually follow boxing because of his knockout power, those are the kind of guys that people, the casual fan knows about because they want to see him get in the ring and literally knock somebody silly. All right. Sounds good. All right, so boxing, baseball, college football. We touched on everything today, Max, but I think that is it. That is it. Really stretch this one out. Um, (laughs) Support Degeneracy. Go over to our website. Buy our T-shirts. Buy our hats. Listen to our show. Get our app. DGEN's app. Android, iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. Listen to us on that app. Run Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcasts, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podzell, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, hi, straight, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Rich, final words. My final words, are, as always, make sure you let your friends know about us on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. Just apparently don't email them because for whatever reason, emails aren't getting to people today, at least my Gmail account. Uh, Panther, I know you're, 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 you know, you're searching for a signal, but hopefully you know the way home. Kind of cornfields of Indiana is doing me wrong, but uh, 
Yeah, it's it's been a, an adventurous week. You know, you know how I, you notice there at the end, Max has to has kind of hesitate on whether or not he's going to um, get final words or pass it on to me because we don't know if Rich is here, or not here. We're taking days off. Going to go visit Dak down in Dallas. We, we can't. We can't keep track of Rich. He's all over. If Panther the place, has a signal so. or not? I'm, no. Listen, the, the end of the there, show yeah, is just a complete cluster app for me, guys. Like, really, I, I have no idea what's going on anywhere. I feel like I should just arch. What should I do? Just uh, make some money, fools. End the show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so you guys know the deal. Let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today and this weekend, and when it is all said and done, follow the Panther and make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.